0: schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now happy new year everyone west virginia is undefeated in 2023 (laughs) let me be the first one to tell you that one Hello, from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 13, Kansas State. And, you know, there hasn't been a nail-biter yet. Ten double-digit wins, two double-digit losses, nothing really in doubt at the final buzzer. And this one goes to overtime. So the opposite of the first 12 games. And, of course, the last game of the day. So you got to wait the the anticipation for conference play for the first Big 12 game of the schedule, and you get it at the end of the day. And it's a nail-biter. It's a nail-biter, and West Virginia falls to Kansas State 82-76 in overtime. Two Mountaineers got a double-double one guy who wasn't those two guys almost got a triple-double. West Virginia out-rebounded Kansas State by 14. Kansas State shot 19% from three. And West Virginia didn't win. And that's a bummer. I mean, they had – it's similar to the Xavier game. Had a good first half, up 11, probably should have been up more. Why? Kansas State couldn't throw it in the ocean. Whatever phrase you want to use, broadside of a barn, couldn't couldn't buy a bucket, couldn't catch a cold. I don't, can you do the, couldn't catch a cold after pandemic? I don't, I don't guess you're going to hear that as much because everybody can catch the cold. But West Virginia had plenty of opportunities to make that lead bigger. Jimmy Bell got to the line a bunch in the first half. Muhammad Wagi got to the line a bunch in the first half and those guys couldn't extend the lead. And then the second half started and it was such a crazy way for the second half to start. I mean, it's not even a minute into the second half and Eric Stevenson fouls in what Bob Huggins was calling the little guy. I mean, I don't call that guy the little guy. I call him Noel because I remember him from last year being really good at basketball. So I had complete respect for that guy and and Huggins does too. but Huggins also calls him the little guy. <laughs> so anyways, the little guy drives the Knowles drives Eric Stevenson, who had found trouble in the first half, apparently fouls him multiple times. he found him he found him in a personal foul way and then he found him in what the broadcast team called. A contact technical. Apparently, he hit him. He was going for the ball, but apparently, he hit Noel in the head. And I'm not apparently. It was very clear that he did hit him in the head, going for the basketball. And then, in the moment, I thought he got te- he got a technical foul. I honestly thought he got a T for approaching the guy and. You know, being apologetic, wanting to help him up. Stevenson's got called for a technical foul this year. And it was with his words, for sure. Not this time. Anyways, he goes from two fouls to four fouls immediately with 19 19 minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. So I don't know. I did not expect two fouls to come out of that play. Did not see it coming and so then he has four fouls he has to sit for most of the rest of the game and so enter kobe johnson enter seth wilson and those guys need reps it's good to get reps on the road and this is good experience for them in their future wherever their future is but with them on the floor uh the lead evaporated within seven minutes and then k-state not only evaporated the deficit, they took an eight point lead. And then WVU slowly comes back, and then they take a one point lead with one minute left on a play where it looked like Keady, uh traveled, but they didn't call it great. And he's flying out of bounds, throws it the Trey Mitchell underneath, bucket, up one, a little over a minute to play. Kansas State scores on their possession, with their, plus, their best players scoring in the paint. Uh, West Virginia can't convert. Two free throws, so West Virginia down three. And then in a possession that I would, with no timeouts, with a possession that was definitely, <laughs> I would describe it as chaotic, somehow Kedria Johnson ends up with it wide open, and he calmly makes a three to send the game to overtime. And... I need a cardiologist (laughs) because I didn't even um, get excited. I just went into hands on the head. Like, I can't believe I was kind of resigned to the fact, I'm sorry that WVU was going to lose in regulation. And then they got five more minutes. And of course, Kansas State scores the first four points in overtime and doesn't look back. And Huggins' words, the little guy, was clutch in overtime and made lots of free throws and and closed it out for Kansas State. Now, Noel, again, my respect for him. He's five foot eight and he's controlling the game. And sometimes he's the best player on the floor. So all that's true. Now does that same guy somehow never foul anyone? Yes. That I don't know how he as aggressive as he is, he does not get personal fouls. I don't understand it. Now, another thing, every time that he gets touched, foul or not, does he point to the <laughs> does he point to the scoreboard and look at the replay and like, hey ref, something obviously terrible has happened to me that's more than just a personal foul? Does does that guy do that a lot? He did tonight. He absolutely did the night. Again, overall respect to to Noel because he was, you know, he sealed it for Kansas State. But those other things are true and slightly annoying. But West Virginia took this game to overtime with Eric Stevenson having a rough night, four fouls with 19 and a half minutes left to go. That's not great. And before that, he wasn't setting the world on fire. And when he got his chance late, he did put a couple of buckets together. But – Ultimately, uh, it's going to be tough for West Virginia to win when one of their best players and leading scorer is not on the floor and has four fouls with 19 and a half minutes left. I'm not saying something you don't know, you know? Joe Toussaint, 5,017 minutes, not great. I mean, overall, the guards tonight for WVU didn't get it done. And West Virginia had 20 turnovers, which is not great. Not great at all. And Jimmy and Mo, they missed a combined 12 free throws. And so that only comes up in a close game. When it's a close game, what do you look at? You look at free throws. That's the first, you look at other things, right? But you definitely look at what did you do in shots where nobody's guarding you? And that's 12 shots missed. Are those guys expected to shoot great from the free throw line? I don't expect that from them. Can I get them to to make 50% of their shots? If they make 50% of their free throws, then West Virginia wins this game. Um and West Kansas State was switching a bunch and poor Jimmy Bell, he's got he's got no one on him sometimes and West Virginia cannot get him the ball. That first possession in an overtime, Mo Wage tried to turn the ball over like 3 times in 4 seconds. So the sloppy handling of the ball continues by WVU, and they paid for it tonight in a close game. And there were long stretches where West Virginia didn't score a basket. As good as this offense has been, and they ended up shooting, you know, around forty-two percent, which is not great, but not WVU terrible, you know. Uh, but they they hung in because this won't be the last time this happens in Big 12 play where it's rock rock fight from the get-go. And so all that was bad, and yet the positive here, I really liked what I saw from Trey Mitchell tonight. The most impressed I've been with him for a game. And and Bob Bob Huggins saw it too, because he played a team-high 41 minutes tonight, and not finesse. Trey Mitchell not finesse tonight, getting rebounds, 13 rebounds and that's the most he's had since his freshman year at UMass and he was he was getting buckets close to the basket, played physical and Huggins left him out there and he deserved to be out there and so I was that's the most impressed I've been with Trey Mitchell in a, after a basketball game. And Emmett Matthews, who hasn't played in three weeks, he played 39 minutes. He got some runaway dunks there in the first half and made some clutch baskets late in the second half. And that senior, that is something, some of those baskets that Emmett Matthews was getting there late, we haven't seen that from him in his first three seasons at WVU. And he's doing it in his final year. And so that's awesome to see on the road. You got to rely on guys with experience, guys who have been there. And Matthews has been there and he did some things where it's like, let's lean on Emmett. And it's awesome that we can do that a little bit. It'd be great if West Virginia would have got the win, but still good reps and something you kind of put in the back of your mind, like in a get a bucket of time. I don't know if I had Emmett Matthews on the list, but he wanted the ball and he was getting to the basket and he was making some clutch shots. So I like that, and Milwaukee, who has kind of struggled here in the last few games after coming out like a firecracker, tonight, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Again, the free throw stuff was bad, but he had a career high in minutes, rebounds, and blocks. And so with Jimmy Bell dealing with foul trouble, Milwaukee stepped up, and again, not perfect but the minutes that he got, uh, you see the promise that we saw in the first few games. Saw that again tonight. And for the team, you know, you're down eight on the road. All of the bad that was happening. lead raised and you go from up, up 14 to down eight. They could have packed it in. Did not. Hung in there. Got it to overtime. And, you know, they – listen – it's big 12 conference play i said this in the last episode every road game is going to be difficult try to win all of your games at home and this was a difficult one and they weren't the only road team in the big 12 that had a tough time today only texas was able to pull out a road win today at oklahoma and they won by one so it's tough sledding in this conference on the road and texas is a top 10 team and they squeaked by Oklahoma and Oklahoma state was up 15 at the half in the fog. And Kansas came back to win that one. And I tried to put the, (laughs) I tried to put the in game money line bet on Kansas jinx, thinking that that would uh, help Oklahoma state secure the victory. It did not. So you're not out of the ordinary losing on the road in conference, but the bummer, is that WVU had a double-digit halftime lead, and they couldn't seal the deal. And so you have two true road losses. Both of them you had halftime leads. Both you couldn't close out. So no major changes on how I feel about this team. One final thing I'll say about this game, because <laughs> I watch a lot of sports a day. I watch and a, a ton of basketball. It's great to have a, just a full day of basketball that I cared about. And it started with, it started with UConn and and Xavier and watching that game, a lot of points scored and you just didn't notice that the referees were out there. I mean, I know every college basketball game has three referees. I'm pretty sure that that's like a a standard on the court, but sometimes you can watch a basketball and and the way the game is played you would think you know what maybe this is just guys playing basketball and and no referees like something where you're watching and you're saying this is fun to watch and I'm not hearing a ton of whistles and that's and that's great <laughs> and i'll just say this about the west virginia kansas state game not once in the entire 40 minutes of regulation and five minutes of overtime did I ever think and watch and think that there's no referee out there. The referees for the West Virginia-Kansas State game, I knew they were out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? I just knew this game is being refereed. And games need to be refereed. I'm not saying to, to not have referees. I just want some moments in a game where I feel like guys are just playing basketball. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Yes, the Lakers are not going to go 0-82. and Yes, the Bucks are not going to go 82-0. and but will Javon Carter stay in the starting lineup? Will Deuce McBride make it in the rotation for the Knicks? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is easy to use. You can do your same-game parlay. Really easy. Gives you the odds. Definitely check it out. So download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 2023, we're here. Do you have any resolutions? I don't I don't have a ton of resolutions that I want to share. I do have some things that I'd like to see in 2023 that are out of my control, but maybe I can just bring a couple of things to light. First of all, and this is just a personal preference, uh when I go to the store, can I get can I get a carton of eggs? <laughs> are we are we going to pay a dollar an egg? I have lived a long time on this earth and eggs that come from chickens are fairly inexpensive. And in 2022, and I haven't been to the store in 2023. In 2022, late 2022, the price for a a carton of eggs made me think about becoming a chicken farmer. Then I thought how much are chickens? They have to be super expensive. Then I'm starting to think can you are there chickens in the wild? Like, I know there's a wild turkey. Are there wild chickens? Where is their population in West Virginia? Can I harvest chickens in the wild? Because I don't, you know, I don't want to pay a dollar an egg. You know, if it's a Cadbury egg, Cadbury egg is cheaper than an actual egg. Then don't quote me on that. But I feel like, I guess when we get to Easter time, and if I'm staring at a dozen Cadbury eggs, and a dozen eggs that came from a chicken and they both cost the same. Uh, I don't want that. So I I haven't read, I'm not going to Google it. I just, whatever we're doing regarding eggs, let's get them cheaper. And Hey, egg beaters, just because it's a dollar a egg almost doesn't, it doesn't change how you're doing your egg beaters. I don't think our egg beaters, real eggs. Let me see. Oh, they are real eggs. Dag on it. All right, fine. I, I take it bag egg beaters. You got to, you got to roll with how real eggs cost, I guess. But Hey, you know, in this vein, who's the Tesla of eggs? Well, that's not a bad example. I Tesla's stock prices. I don't want to get political. What? This is dangerous. I'm in day just. Ter- I just wanted to wish you happy New Year, and which I did. And I just want eggs to be cheaper. And I bet you do too, unless you're, unless you're working for Big Egg, and then you're you're good with it. I get. I don't know. Help me understand the the egg thing. Is there a chicken shortage? Are we? Is there distribution problems? with getting eggs out? What is happening? Also, Arby's, you're a restaurant. You've been around a long time. You know what you're doing. When I, went, you know, I just learned a lot the last time I went to the store. Eggs are too expensive. And Arby's is selling their sauce at the store in the condiments section. You can get a container of Arby's sauce. You can also get a container of horsey sauce. Love me some horsey. On, on my roast beef like the dip the curlies in the arby's sauce and that gets to my resolution for arby's why are we still doing the packets yes you, the comeback would be because you put the packet on the roast beef sandwich but you got you got curly fries too and you've got things and you can squish a like a dunking packet. Is it what is that thing called? The sauce packet that you can dip things in. And you've got nugs. Hey, Arby's, you got nugs? I'm not dunking my nugs in anything because they're it's in a packet, it's in the Arby sauce. Just change it. You know how, like McDonald's, you got the sauces and you can dip this in the sauce, and you go to Chick fil A and you dip it in the sauce. And you go to Captain D's and you dip it in the sauce. All these places, even Heinz, they got they've got the they've figured out the technology that you can dip it and you can squeeze it. So maybe talk to to our friends at Heinz, Arby's, and get that Arby sauce in something that I can dunk in. It's 2023. You're selling it at the store, so why isn't it in a something that I can dunk? a curly fry in versus squeezing Arby sauce out of a packet. Uh, do you like paying, do you want to pay a dollar for an egg? Then it's like, well, how much is an ostrich egg? I could get used of that and that's so much eggs. It'd be like, in basically if you get an ostrich egg, it's like getting like three or four containers of egg beaters. It's like getting two cartons of eggs. One ostrich egg or what what lays an egg that's similar to the size of a chicken? I'll try it. Duck eggs? How big are duck eggs? I don't again, these are questions I can look up on the internet. but if I, if it, if an egg roll is cheaper than an actual egg, <laughs> if I can get an egg roll cheaper than an actual egg, then can we fix that? Are you a DC person or a Marvel person? You know, you know the difference. DC: Superman, Batman, Catwoman, Robin. Uh, you know DC: Justice League. Zack Snyder, didn't he in the DC universe? Then you got Marvel: Iron Man, Black Panther. Doctor Strange, love, Captain America, Captain Planet. Is that right? Anyway, if you know the difference between DC and Marvel, then you probably have comic books. And you probably have comic books that you would like to sell to somebody. And that's where Freeman's sports cards and collectibles come in. You call them at 304-416-3631 and... Tell them you've got DC comic books, Marvel comic books, other comic books, and they'll say, yeah, I'll buy them, and I'll give you cash money. So comic books, action wrestling figures, sports cards, give them a call, 304-416-3631. Freeman Sports Card and Collectibles. The next game for WVU, I apologize for that last segment. It's just the eggs are too expensive. The next game for WVU is Monday, January 2nd, 7 p.m. ESPNU. WVU stays in the central time zone. They go down to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State. Now, West Virginia has done okay in Stillwater since they've been in the Big 12. I don't know how they're going to do this time. And Oklahoma State, they were up 15, as I told you. At the half at Kansas today, lost by two in regulation, similar to the WVU-Kansas State game. I would say, especially in the last few seconds of the Kansas-Oklahoma State game, you could definitely tell that the referees were there in a different way. (laughs) There was a a one to two no calls there at the end of the Kansas-Oklahoma State game that could have changed the outcome. Who's to say? nobody nobody has any qualms about the calls that go for or against a team <laughs> at kansas right i mean that's probably just exclusively oklahoma state fans anyway avery anderson who has really fared well against wvu at least to my recollection he was quiet against kansas so i would expect him to have a bounce back game On Monday, Eric Stevenson had a bad game against Kansas State. I would expect him to have a bounce-back game in Stillwater. And I'm not going to say this is a must-win. It's very early, and this is another true road game in conference. But you've got two teams, 0-1 in the Big 12. You have two teams that had a double-digit lead in their first Big 12 game and ended up losing said game, you've got – here's the other thing in the similarities. After West Virginia and Oklahoma State play, Oklahoma State gets another home game, but they play Texas. So if they lose to West Virginia, they're 0-2, and they get to play Texas. West Virginia, if they go to Stillwater and lose, they're 0-2, they come back home, and they get to play Kansas. So, again, not I'm not calling this a must-win, but looking at WVU, if they're 0-2, and then they play Kansas, and then they play Baylor, who had a rough go of it in, in Ames today, but Baylor's still a really good basketball team, uh, it just, on paper has it's got that uh you don't want to be <laughs> you don't want to be 0-3 in the Big 12. That's a tough hole to dig out of with and then you're 0-3 and, and then you're playing Baylor and there's nothing of any note extra that would go into a home game versus Baylor. There's nothing on you know I follow West Virginia. I don't see anything in particular, that would make me pay more attention to this Baylor game in Morgantown than any other time West Virginia has played Baylor anywhere, right? Just a normal game against Baylor in the Coliseum. But you'd be facing that. It's just, again, not must win. But if you don't win this one, if you're West Virginia, then – very early in the season, we're getting the must win territory. <laughs> it's way- If you're getting into must win games before the middle of January, then that's that's a lot of stakes because uh, then you've got another, <laughs> you've got another 14 games to play. Ugh. So uh, Oklahoma State, better at defense. According to the computers in Kansas State, Oklahoma State also not good at holding on to the ball. They turned the ball over a lot. West Virginia, fairly good at turning teams over, and they did. Kansas State did not turn the ball over a lot tonight. Their point guard did very well, had the ball a lot, took care of it. Oklahoma State does not take care of it. Can West Virginia take advantage of that? And. You look at history, you know I like to look at history. West Virginia has only started Big 12 play with two losses once. And guess what? That time that they went 0-2 to start the Big 12, that team did not make the NCAA tournament. It was Emmett Matthews' freshman year. where And they didn't stop at 0-2. That team got to 0-5 in big 12 play. And I'm not saying this year's team is like the 2019 team, completely different makeup of the team, right? But the slippery slope is tonight, again, there's po- there's pros and cons, there's positives and negatives to tonight's loss, and it's one game out of 30-some. But flashback to 2019, West Virginia starts 0 one In Big 12 play in a game they lost by single digits, was up late, could have won the first game, did not. Then they lose a second game. They didn't didn't have a lead late in that one, but they lost under 10 points. And then the third game, they lost by two. And so you could argue two out of those three games in 2019, West Virginia could have won those games, but they didn't. And then – they got smoked in the next two games. Oh, and five sad season commences, right? <laughs> so I'm, again, I'm not putting that on this team. I'm just saying in a conference that has super tough challenges, everywhere you look, any team that digs a hole in this conference, there's not a, there's not the next game where you're like, Oh, okay, here's a breather. So that makes it, not a must win, but an important one nevertheless. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. In 2023, there's you have 365 days left if you're listening on New Year's Day, uh, including today. So one day in uh, 365 days in 2023, uh, hit the five-star button if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and a lot of you do. Hit the five stars, and that helps this podcast. And if you're feeling froggy, shout out to TCU football, then leave a review. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down, WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 10 wins, and they have three losses.